You are listening to the Business Life and Coffee Podcast, Episode 1, brought to you by Jumpstart HR. Do you know how much your spouse makes? On today's episode, you'll learn 44 ways to make more money, as well as insight from new research that uncovers the fact that most Americans don't really know what their spouse makes. Today, we're talking with John Sweeney, Executive Vice President at Fidelity Investments. Grab a cup of your favorite brew, and let's get started. This episode's article of the week is entitled 44 Ways to Make More Money by Laura Shin. You can find this article on Forbes.com. In the article, Laura writes, Usually, people who want to bolster their finances trim their expenses. But cutting costs only goes so far, unless you already make a lot of money and spend like a bon vivant. Most people can't eke out that much more from their budget by decreasing expenses. Plus, the more you retrench, the more your quality of life suffers. It's all relative though. Certainly, some overspenders could actually improve their lives by tempering their expenditures. If you're looking to increase your revenue streams, take heart. Opportunities to earn extra money abound for people at all levels of experience. While the gigs requiring more experience will pay more money, for those starting out, even the earnings of low-paying jobs will add up over time. Here are Laura's top five ways to make more money. Number one, change jobs. This is the best way to boost your earnings as you have the most leverage at the moment that a company wants you but isn't sure whether it can get you. Use that to your advantage in negotiations. Another benefit of getting a bump up when you switch jobs is that the percentage boost will be baked into all of your future raises, elevating your lifetime earnings. Number two, request a raise. Getting a raise is an excellent move because it doesn't require you to trade more time for more money. You're putting in the same amount of time, but pulling a bigger paycheck. But it's always a little bit tricky to ask for a raise when your company already has you at your current salary. You've got to make a strong argument you deserve the increase. Number three on the list, freelance. Freelancing is the next best thing to being paid more for your full-time work because professional work always pays more than unskilled. Define opportunities. Let former colleagues or other personal connections know that you're available for freelance gigs or post on marketplaces particular to your field. For instance, Media Bistro, a journalism site, allows freelancers to post profiles of their experience and services. Though these are more up to chance, designers can bid on jobs at 99designs.com or submit a design at Threadless to see if it will be crowdfunded. Elance Odes also lists many freelance opportunities and you can also post your own services on Fiverr. Number four, start a blog. If you have an area expertise, you can create a website with ads and affiliate links like blogger Jay Money did and as smart passive income guru Pat Flynn who has so far earned $3 million blogging does. Number five on the list, Become a coach. If you have ex- enough experience in your field to coach others with their careers, then create a website. Or, if you have one, add a section describing what you'd offer as a coach. Advertise your services in industry forums and give new clients a discount or other incentives to refer you. These are just the top five ways that Laura suggests you can make more money. Check out the other items on the 44 list 
by going to Forbes.com and searching 44 Ways to Make More Money. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR. Let's build a better business together. Do you know how much your other half makes? If you don't, it could be a sign that as a couple, there are cracks in your household's financial foundation. Joining us today is John Sweeney, Executive Vice President at Fidelity Investments, to share findings of a new survey about couples and retirement. Welcome, John. Joey, thanks for having me. Were you surprised that so many couples could not correctly identify what their significant other earned? What's the reason for this? We actually were surprised because when we asked couples, do you communicate well about financial issues? More than two-thirds said, yes, we do. But when we asked them a specific question like, what does your partner bring home? 43% of the people we surveyed couldn't correctly identify what their partner made. So when we peeled back the onion, we found two big trends. One, there's a shift towards a more project-based economy. So it's difficult for uh, people to articulate what they themselves make. So it's not as if they're withholding information from their spouse or partner, but it's important for them to understand what they may bring home. And in an economy where you may work on a project for a period of time, let's say construction or software development, um, you may have income that varies significantly from year to year. So articulating what you make and what you bring home is going to be challenging for you to do with your partner. The second thing is uh, the stock market. We are in the sixth year of a bull run. Um, We've seen very positive returns, and folks living off of their investments, particularly retired people, have had an income stream over the last six years from dividends and appreciation of their securities that may not be repeated in the future. And so it's important for them to take stock of where they are, what they've earned in the past, and make sure that they're budgeting according to a more normal um, market return scenario. Very interesting. And um, what other things do couples disagree about? So what's interesting is we look at folks who are preparing for retirement. We ask them, do you know what you have uh, in your accounts towards your retirement goals? And more than half of them couldn't articulate what they had towards retirement, how much their their account was worth. So that, too, is an interesting factor. Um, I hope it's due to the fact that the markets have been up for the last six years and their portfolio is more significant than what they thought it might be. But the important thing is for people to get on the same page and to talk about it, to sit down with the financial statements, map out what that retirement might look like together. Are you going to live near the grandchildren and uh, stay at home more, or are you going to travel the world? Those would require different levels of income. And so you want to make sure you map out the vision for your shared retirement and then figure out how to get a plan. And we found that only one in five couples preparing for retirement actually had a plan for their retirement. So that was a surprising finding to us as well. So I guess it's safe to assume that these couples aren't having um, these important conversations about their finances. What do do you think is keeping the couples from from having those conversations? So I think that finances have always been one of those somewhat taboo topics. Um, We were taught as kids, don't don't ask people what they make, and you don't articulate what you make. 
it's a manifestation of what your worth in the marketplace is. So it's something that you're reluctant to share with other people. But certainly when you're in an intimate relationship with somebody that you're living with and you're trying to build a life together, it's important that you share these financial details with your partner because you have to think about what am I bringing home? What goals do we share together? How are we gonna budget and save for those goals? And how are we gonna achieve those goals over time? So those are really important discussions to have in order to shore up a financial foundation at home. Okay, and what are the absolute musts that every couple needs to discuss and agree upon? So we think about, uh, the, we call the three C's. Communicate, collaborate, and control. So you need to communicate. Again, we wanna talk about what you bring in, how much you're gonna save against these different goals, and therefore, what do you have left to spend? And that's an important order. You wanna save off the top and then figure out how to spend on what's left, rather than put all the money in the account and then at the end of the year, scrape together the nickels to try and save something towards your goals. So save first. The second part is collaborate. You have to do this together. And we find that sometimes there's a bifurcation of labor in a household. Some people do certain chores, some people do other chores, um, but you have to come together on this one. You have to be aligned on how much you're spending and how you're going to achieve some of those goals in life. And then the third part is control. So once you have a sense of what you're trying to achieve, make sure you're monitoring this, make sure you set a budget and try not to go over it so that communication, collaboration, and control are really a success, a path to success for folks trying to show up their financial foundation. Okay, and not all of us are comfortable talking about money. Do you have any tips for starting the conversation? You're right, in order to get the conversation going, we've created a couples quiz. It's available at fidelity.com, and it's a pretty simple way for you to go through nine questions that get to a, what would you do in certain situations around your finances. You take the quiz, email them to your partner or spouse, um, he or she goes through those same nine questions, and then you can compare and contrast the answers. So it's a fun way to engage uh, people into that, into that topic when they have trouble broaching the, the subject on their own. And where can couples go for more help? So we have a lot of resources available at fidelity.com. Um, you can subscribe to our Viewpoints there. Viewpoints is a weekly newsletter where we give information about the markets, about investing ideas, and about personal finance ideas. Okay, great. Again, this was John Sweeney, Executive Vice President at Fidelity Investments. John, thank you for your time, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Business, Life, and Coffee. Joey, great to talk to you. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. This has been another episode of Business, Life, and Coffee, the only podcast that simulates the experience of having coffee with a mentor, industry expert, or fellow colleague. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read your comment on an upcoming show. You can find show notes, episodes, and resources for your career or business at businesslifeandcoffee.com. If you have a topic that you want to learn more about, but don't have time to grab coffee with an expert, email us at info at businesslifeandcoffee.com and tune in for that topic on a future episode. Also, you can reach me at Twitter at JVP said. This is Joy Price signing out, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>